The identity line has been a key part of the New York Islanders for years now, but it's time running out for them on Long Island. Plus, we'll explain how the Islanders can beat the Capitals tonight in Washington. All that and a native New Yorker as our Islanders birthday of the day on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody is doing well, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Lots to discuss on today's show. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, and we do have a uh, listener question to discuss today, uh, please feel free to send an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. We're going to start today talking a little bit about the identity line. And, you know, the identity line has really been a major part of the Islanders and their success for, you know, almost a decade. Yeah, there was a little couple of year gap when... Matt Martin was traded up to Toronto, but Sezikis, Martin, and Clutterbuck have really been a key to this team's success. <clears throat> and, you know, they're called the identity line because they set the emotional and physical tone for this team to play the game the way they want to play it and to dictate that identity to opponents. And, That is something that this group has done for quite some time. And no, they're never going to be 20-goal scorers, uh, although Casey Zizekas did it once, and and Cal Clutterbuck came close in uh, Minnesota before he joined the Islanders, but that's not the role these guys have. You'll notice most games, Barry Trotz sends the identity line out to start the game, and to start most uh, periods. 
You'll also notice that after the Islanders score a goal or give up a goal, very often Trotz goes with the identity line because if you give up a goal, you want to change the momentum. And the identity line going out there and being physical and forechecking is one way to lift up the team. And to prevent the other team from trying to do the same thing after the Islanders score a goal, you often see Trotz turn to the identity line for that very same reason, to keep the momentum with the Islanders and to keep that aggressiveness and inspire the team not to let up. Now, does it always work? No, but more often than not, the identity line has done a very good job of playing their role. And look, we've said this on the show before, but it is true. These three guys together are greater than the sum of their parts. When you put them together, they play a better brand of hockey than they do if you just had any one of them on a random line with any other teammates. So you may be saying to yourself, okay, Gil, why is the identity line in danger of being broken up? And when you look at what's been happening with the Islanders in recent weeks, I think it tells you the story. Many games, I would say, you know, two out of every seven or eight games over the last month, Matt Martin has been a healthy scratch. And you've seen Ross Johnston inserted into the lineup on the fourth line in place of Matt Martin. Johnston is younger, he's healthier, and, you know, he doesn't give you everything Matt Martin does, but he does other things better than Matt Martin does. So you're seeing gradually, whether it's as a healthy scratch or to give him rest or to keep him uh, from getting worn down, we're seeing Ross Johnston coming into games in place of Matt Martin. And then the situation with Cal Clutterbuck is... Clutter is on an expiring contract. He will be a free agent at the end of this year. And with the trade deadline now less than a week away, it's next Monday afternoon, what are the Islanders going to do with Cal Clutterbuck? Certainly, Clutterbuck is the kind of player that other teams would add as a role player. He's experienced. He's good leader. He plays physical hockey. He doesn't take bad penalties. It is very possible, not definite, but very possible that we see Cal Clutterbuck dealt at the trade deadline in exchange for a middle round pick or a prospect or another player who might be able to play a role on the Islanders and give the Islanders something that they do need uh, moving forward. And, you know, look, the Islanders have Ross Johnston who can fill in on the fourth line if Clutterbuck is traded. Uh, there are some other guys out there, whether it's Austin Zarnick or someone else, who can fill that fourth line role. And maybe you get a puck moving defenseman in exchange for Cal Clutterbuck or a draft pick or a prospect or, you know, somebody who can fill in one of the Islanders' needs and help the team for next year because, again, this is not going to be a playoff season for the New York Islanders, barring an amazing finish. 
That's not going to happen this year. But this team is not set to rebuild and tear this thing down. They're going to tweak and keep the core together. But Matt Martin, Cal Clutterbuck may or may not be part of that core. Clutter as soon as this week. Matt Martin, we'll see what his role is going to be going forward. But on the wrong side of 30 and... You know, costing the team a little bit more than, let's say, a Ross Johnston or an Austin Zarnick. And uh, we'll see whether or not the identity line is back. I think the Islanders will miss Cal Clutterbuck and or Matt Martin if they trade them or don't bring them back. But I think it is something that Islander fans have to understand is a realistic possibility that the games between now and And the trade deadline may be the last few games that all three of these players are together in an Islanders uniform. And even if they don't trade Clutterbuck, the end of this season still could be the last time that this trio is together as a unit for the New York Islanders for the foreseeable future. Now, it is possible that the Islanders trade Clutterbuck at the trade deadline and then re-sign him as a free agent. I'm not saying that's impossible, but I am saying it's unlikely. We'll see how Lou Lamorello plays it. But that that is just something that I think Islander fans have to understand, that they may not have the identity line on the roster for all that much longer. We have got a lot to get to. We've got a listener question about the trade deadline, so we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll tell you what the Islanders need to do to beat the Washington Capitals, a division rival and a team they're chasing in the playoff hunt, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action Bet online where the game starts. On Monday, March 21st at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, tune in to Locked On Fantasy Hockey's live deadline reaction show to get all the on-ice fantasy and betting analysis you need from hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone with appearances from our roster of local team experts. Plus, catch our own live show at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time for our immediate reaction to the Islanders' moves. So we'll have that all covered for you. Wanted to get to our listener question. Uh, Shlomo from Long Island, who has written once before, writes in, uh, Hi, do you think the Islanders can acquire Claude Giroux from the Flyers for Mayfield, Chara, and Varlamov? Or who do you think they will try to get? Shlomo, good question. I don't think a deal... Claude Giroux is that likely. And I'll give you a few reasons why. Let's start with the basics. The Islanders and the Flyers are division rivals. 
and the Flyers, it would be a big, painful thing for the Flyers if Claude Giroux was in an Islander uniform next season, or even for the rest of this season. And it, it, it would be difficult for the Flyers organization to watch that happen. The other thing is this. If the Islanders were going to be buyers at the trade deadline, maybe they would be interested in a guy like Claude Giroux. But Giroux is 34 years old. He's on an expiring contract. He's on the downside of his career. He has not been a point-a-game guy since 2018-2019. Now, you know, the last three seasons, he's had 53 points in 69 games, 43 points in 54 games, and this year, 42 points in 56 games. So now he's about a 55 to 60 point a year kind of a guy if you go to an 82-game schedule and, and sort of extrapolate it out. So, I don't know, you know, it just doesn't make sense unless you sign Giroux to a long-term deal to acquire him. If the Islanders were buyers at the deadline and they wanted a rental player who could juice up the offense, maybe Claude Giroux is your guy. I also don't think that the Islanders would give up Mayfield, Chara, and Varlamov for a rental player. And I think that Varlamov and maybe, you know, Varlamov may or may not be what the Flyers are looking for. I I just don't think it's the right time and the right equation. And the Islanders realistically could sign Claude Giroux as a free agent using nothing but cap space if they're willing to wait for this coming offseason. So, a bunch of reasons why I don't think that's likely. Now, Shlomo, as to the second part of your question, uh, I would say that they may be looking to add draft picks. They may be looking to add younger players, players who are prospects, who either are just starting in the NHL or haven't made the NHL yet. And... They may be looking for players who fit their specific needs. And that still remains a, a, a sniper who can put in third and a point defenseman. Those are the two biggest needs that the Islanders have. Now, if they trade Vlamov, they may need a backup goalie as well. But again, these are the things they're looking for. And we'll be talking more about the, the trade deadline the rest of this week as we get closer to that Monday 3 p.m. deadline. Tonight, the Islanders, their six-game home stand is over. They head out onto the road to take on the Washington Capitals. Capitals kind of getting back into the swing of things. They have won four of their last five, including a 4-3 to three win over the Vancouver Canucks in overtime in Vancouver Uh back on March 11th, so they're well-rested as they're ready to host the Islanders tonight, and, you know, the thing about the Capitals, their goaltending is a little suspect, although although v, uh, Vitek Vanacek has been playing well, uh, but here is a team that's in the top 10 in goals scored, 
and the top 10 in goals against ninth on both their power play, struggling, which is surprising given all the talent they have. They're 23rd in the league with the man advantage, only an 18.7% success rate, 12th on the PK with an 80.6% success rate. Goal scoring look no further than the usual suspects. Alex Ovechkin, 36 goals and 71 points in 58 games this year. 10 goals and 21 points on the power play. We have watched Ovechkin do this for so long. Likes to set up at the top of the of the left circle and just fire those one-timers in the Capitals power play. Very often works around that. You've got Evgeny Kuznetsov, 19 goals. That's second on the team. Uh, and then John Carlson, who has 39 assists to lead the team. And I'm going to give a shout-out also to Nick Jensen, who doesn't get a lot of points. Four goals, 17 points in 54 games, but uh, a plus 27 to lead the team in plus Minus, you look at the line combinations for the Capitals, and look, you got Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, and Connor Sheary on the top line. Nicholas Backstrom, the great passer and the veteran, is the second line center with Anthony Manta and TJ Oshie on either side of him. Connor McMichael centers the third line with Daniel Sprong to his left, Tom Wilson to his right, and then you go Nick Dowd, Axel Janssen. Shalby and Garnett Hathaway on the fourth line. Defense-wise, you have Martin uh, Faharvari on the top pairing with John Carlson. Dmitry Orlov and Nick Jensen are the second pairing. And then Trevor Van Riemsdyk and Justin Schultz are the third pairing. Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov are the goalies. Samsonov has struggled lately, but Vanacek playing very well. On the Uh, Injured reserve, Carl Hagelin and Joe Snively. And then Lars Eller has been out with COVID. We'll see whether or not he is ready to return tonight. With the game for the Islanders, the key, first of all, do not give time and space to Alex Ovechkin. He is lethal, especially on the power play from his favorite spot. And he always seems to excel against the Islanders. The Islanders need to play their style of hockey, and that means limiting the chances of the opposition, keeping them on the perimeter, and the Islanders have to keep their recent offensive production up. We have seen the Josh Baileys, the Anthony Bevilliers, the Zach Parises, the Anders Lees, uh, the Brock Nelsons all seemingly uh, hitting Kyle Palmieri, hitting their stride offensively at the same time. That has to stay up. And oh, by the way, uh, we have a little bit of a, a note about Anders Lee coming up later on in the show. We've got more to get to in addition. Our Islanders birthday of the day is a native New Yorker who finished his career with the New York Islanders, if you can guess who it is. We've got that and our note on Anders Lee, all that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. This is a problem for a lot of people. You got 
so many makes and models of cars now, it is impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You could save time and money when using Rock Auto, so why choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and they've got everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day that we have now before we get to our news about Anders Lee. We are a day early, but uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, will be the 60th birthday for former Islanders forward Brian Mullen. Mullen, a native of Hell's Kitchen, New York, born in the city Drafted in the seventh round by the Winnipeg Jets back in 1980. Played two seasons of hockey at the University of Wisconsin before making his NHL debut with the original Winnipeg Jets back in 1982-83. Scored 24 goals as a rookie. Had a career-high 32 goals in 84-85 for Winnipeg. In 87-88, joined his hometown team, the New York Rangers, where he played for four years, then was a San Jose Shark for one year before closing out his career in 1992-93 with the Islanders. 81 games for the Isles, 18 goals, 32 points, and add three goals, seven points in 18 games during that great 1993 playoff run for the Islanders. Mullen... A a solid two-way player and a good goal scorer, like I said, uh, a consistent 20 to 25, 25 to 30 goal kind of a guy, 832 career NHL games, 260 goals, 622 points, and 414 penalty minutes, and Mullen, we're going to look back at one of his better games with the Islanders, December 7th, 1992, Islanders down in Tampa at what was then known as Expo Hall to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Glenn Healy, the Islanders goalie, while Pat Jablonski was the goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it was our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brian Mullen getting things started just three minutes and two seconds into the game. Mullen is fourth from Tom Fitzgerald and Uwe Krupp, 1-0 Islanders. Five and a half minutes later, Derek King, his 15th from Jeff Norton and Pierre Turgeon at 8.44. Isles, two. And the Bolts, nothing. That's how it was after one period. In the second, Ray Ferraro makes it 3-0. Islanders, his ninth from Brad Delgarno. And then Brian Mullen, our Islanders' birthday of the day, is second of the game. Fifth of the year, Steve Thomas and Tom Curvers with the assist at 11.31. Isles four and the Bolts nothing. In the final minute of the period, Uwe Krupp makes it 5-0 Islanders. His second of the year, 
Brian Mullen with one of the assists. Tom Fitzgerald, the other. 5 nothing Isles after one. Brad Delgarno scores in the third to make it 6 nothing. His fourth from Pierre Turgeon and Steve Thomas. And then Sean Chambers breaks Glenn Healy's shutout bid with 4.32 left in the game. But the Islanders cruise to a 6-1 win. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brian Mullen, two goals and an assist. He was a plus three, had five shots on goal in this one in what was clearly one of his better games with the Islanders. So Brian Mullen, 60 years old tomorrow. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. One last thing wanted to talk about here, Anders Lee named the third star of the week by the National Hockey League. Lee, seven goals in uh, that past week, including his 200th career NHL goal and his first career hat trick. That was the first time he had consecutive multi-goal games in his career. So uh, I'll tell you, right now, Lee on a streak of four straight games with at least a goal. He's got 21 goals this year and has seven assists. So right now, Anders Lee, a Cy Young Award contender with 21 goals, seven assists in 50 games. But all joking aside, congratulations to Anders Lee on being named the league's third star for the last week. We have got uh, a lot to talk about tomorrow. We'll have our key takeaways from tonight's game in Washington against the Capitals and a lot more to talk about with regard to the trade deadline. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And look, Fantasy League playoffs right around the corner. Great time to check out that podcast. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.